You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. Bulldogs have won back-to-back days, walk-off fashion. They went 7-6 on Friday, then win yesterday 8-7. Walk-off home run on Friday night. Yesterday it was Tanner Leggett with a walk-off single to left field. Bulldogs scored four times in the bottom of the ninth. And, Charlie, let me tell you this, man. Sometimes you win on weekends where you're like, man, we played well enough to win and just couldn't scratch out. Hey, you look back at the last two games, we've just been able to put things together late in games. And, man, how would you feel if you were in that first base dugout with Alabama? Well, you just hate it for a school like Alabama who historically just hasn't had things go their way. Just such a beaten down history in the entire sports program there. You just you almost hate to see it, don't you? Do you feel like the Alabama version of this show today, two guys sitting around saying, you know what, we're getting better. We had the defending national champions on the brink, and we lost we by just so one. We were so close. We were so – no, you know what they're talking about. You know, our third string tied in the other day was pretty good in the spring practice. So that reminds me of a great story. Back in the old days, Alabama would use – back when you didn't have all the scholarship limitations, they would use scholarships for baseball. There was a story the guy told who had played baseball and they won the SEC and Bear Bryant comes over there and, you know, gives them the talk after they want, you know, men, I'm so proud of you, you know, blah, 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 and carrying on that Alabama tradition. And he's leaving and he said, hell, I didn't even know we had a baseball team. <laughs> you know, that's And that's where Alabama is in, in a lot of ways. And you think about, you know, trying to build programs over there, there is very clearly a top dog in that program. And then, eh, yeah, I mean, you know. We got some diving, swimming, got the gymnastics. They care, but not that much. Right. Well, state does care. And walking it off and winning back-to-back days. And looking back at it, Charlie, we have not played clean baseball this weekend. We have not hit it extremely well. Had just nine hits in the Friday game. Yesterday, we finished with 14 hits. We left nine on the bases in the game on Friday. Left nine on the bases in the game yesterday. And, hey, at the end of the day, man, you know, two wins. We said on Thursday you have to win two out of three this weekend. We've already done that. And now later today. you Playing uh, with house money, man. Yeah, play with house money. Now later today, hey, we've got to get the sweep. We need the sweep. We really – there's such a big difference as there being four and two and three and three. I get it. It's just a game. But, but at the same time, you're two games above 500 or you're even – I think today's big. And, look, you got Kate Smith going. You ought to feel good about it. Yep, we're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Startwell Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Check them out at favorites.com. Farm Bureau agents in all 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. The tremendous customer service. And so if you're in the market for insurance on your car, your home, or your business, whatever you need, uh, go by and see our friends at Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield. This is Sunday Coffee. And, Sunday coffee brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House. I've got my tall boy of Strange Brew Coffee this morning. I was gone last week and went Monday to Strange Brew, got my Sunday cup on Monday. And so I've, uh, that got me in a kind of a habit. And now 
I went to, to Strangeburg every day this past week, and I got my tall boy this morning, my blueberry cobbler coffee. And so Shane and the gang had it ready for me. Two locations in Starville. They've got the uh, location in Tupelo as well. Of course, churning spoon ice cream to go along with that great Strange Brew coffee. All right, Charlie, do you want to start with yesterday or do you want to start with Friday? I, I'm kind of a, a guy that's big on recency. Let's start with yesterday. Okay. No, yes. you know what? What do you say all the time? I'm, I'm going to back away from this. It's sequential. It's, it's, baseball is sequential. Weekends are sequential. Let's go back to Friday. All right, on Friday, you know, we scored first in that game on Friday and took a one nothing lead, and Alabama comes back with three of their own in the fourth and had a big RBI triple from Jim Jarvis, had an RBI double from Caden Rose, took a 3-1 lead, added to it, took a 5-1 lead in the seventh inning, and then in the bottom of the seventh inning with two outs, we got back-to-back walks with two outs, Logan Tanner, Hunter Hines, Kellum Clark hit the home run when Dylan Ray came in, got it back to a one-run game, Bama scores a run in the top of the ninth. We score two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, down to our final out. Logan Tanner walks again, and then a two-run home run by Hunter Hines just inside the foul pole. Sent it to extra innings, and then we walk it off in the bottom of the tenth. R.J. Yeager with the home run to win it by a final score of 7-6. to six. And so in that game, Charlie, I thought late in the game, I thought Logan Tanner, even though he didn't have a hit in the game on Friday, he had three walks, and he kept the innings alive in both the seventh and the ninth inning. And so many times we talk about big hits, and then we had some big hits in the game on Friday. But I'll tell you what, those two walks by Logan were really big. Yeah, they absolutely were. It's, and that's the thing, when we start to go back and look at weekends, it's so easy to go to the home runs, to the big hits. But that's one of the things. There's so many little pieces to the game of baseball. I'm going to talk about one of those little pieces on yesterday's game in a minute. But think about our bullpen conversely. We talk about walks being big. Our bullpen on Friday night did not walk anybody. And after the weekend we had at Georgia, I thought that was a really important aspect to the ball game on Friday. Now, in fairness, we hit a few guys, or at least hit one guy many times. Seidel got hit three times in that ball game. Cam Toller hit him twice. And you look at the bullpen, and look, we used four pitchers in the game on Friday. Preston Johnson, once again, he was okay. Wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. Three runs, five hits, seven strikeouts, and three walks. He hit a batter, threw 105 pitches. And Preston Johnson, that's you know four starts in a row that he's gotten you at least six innings of work. And so Preston Johnson was okay in the game. And then Cam Tuller came in for two and two-thirds work. You know, Cam, three runs on two hits. He struck out four, and he didn't walk anybody. And then Brandon Smith pitched a third of an inning, struck out one, gave up one hit. Brooks Auger pitched one inning for State, and that was in the top of the 10th inning. And, hey, looking at that 10th inning, Auger picks up the win, now 2-0. and oh. We talk about the home runs, but, but Drew Williamson came to the plate in the 10th inning after Auger hit the leadoff man, Pinckney. And Williamson popped up a bunt. Cameron James makes a diving play. We double Pinckney off of first, and then all of a sudden, man, that just changed the complexion of everything, able to get out of that 10th inning without giving up a run and setting up the table for R.J. Yeager. Just so many big plays in that game. And it all starts with our bullpen, as you said, Charlie, really not giving any free passes away. And I'm not sure what to attribute that to. Maybe a little bit of adjustment to the strike zone issue that we have. We talked about that on Thursday how the strike zone has gotten a little bit tighter. Maybe there are some adjustments there. Maybe it was just our day. But it was it was big just to 
can I keep us around? We only had two guys that had multiple hits in the game on Friday, and that was Hunter Hines, who was two for three, had the big two-run home run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And then R.J. Yeager down in the eighth spot in the order had his second hit when he walked it off of that home run in the tenth inning. And so only had nine hits in the game. We talked about the team last year for us about having so many come-from-behind wins late in games. And here you look at it, the first two SEC games at home, you were able to come from behind and win, got the crowd into it, had some electric crowd late in that game. And I thought Alabama kind of let that quote-unquote dude effect get to them late. All right. All right. I got to get off the sequential aspect of this for a moment then. I want to talk about something a little bit global, and that is this so-called dude effect. I don't, I don't I want to speak carefully when I say this part. You probably know where I'm going. I know exactly what you're about to say because we talked about this between innings yesterday during the game, and and I'm glad we won yesterday because I think now we can say it, and this is not in any way anything derogatory toward our great fan base because we have the best baseball fan base in the country. We play the best baseball stadium in the country. And, Charlie, now you and I have talked about being out on that mound with that wall of people. And I think I know where you're going with this, and so I'll let you take the reins. So here is here's what I would say. We have, without a doubt, the nicest stadium in the country to play in. Okay? No argument there. But when you start asking people where the toughest places to play are, we aren't one of them. And – I get the whole Mississippi hospitality thing, and I'm good with that. Look, this is not a knock on people feeding players or anything like that. I'm great with that when the game's over. Now, I get to some degree what happens on the field kind of drives the crowd. And it's harder to hear for us because somebody may argue with us. We have on headphones. It kills some sound a little bit. But it just doesn't feel like – and I thought the key thing you said was it got really hard to play late. But we don't. it doesn't feel like we make it very hard on opposing teams in the sack. You know, and, okay, where I want to you know, kind of chime in here is I don't want to ask our fan base at all to be derogatory like you see at some places, okay, where, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, the kid's mother or grandmother, you know, and, and just make it just be bad people. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But – at one time during the game yesterday in the you know sixth inning, it's a tie ball game, you know, just kind of sitting back. And, and I don't know. I don't know if it's cart before the horse. You know, you start talking about, hey, if you play well as a player, then the fans will engage. I don't know, you know, what the step is to get people more engaged in the game in the fifth, the sixth, the seventh inning, that third time through the order, which is usually the tough time for the pitcher. because We do it during regional play. Yes. You know, you get to regionals, you get to super regionals, and we're, like, dialed in. But it's it's at a different notch. What I wish we could do – and, look, if you go to the outfield, you know, you've got some guys out there who were engaged. Uh, you got some guys around the bullpen who were engaged. But it, it just doesn't always – a lot of times – and a lot of this has to do with the people that we can hear. But I hear more negativity about our failures than I do positivity or kind of positive energy directed – towards the field in terms of trying to cause a little problem for the other guys. And, and once again, hey, I mean, we were sitting there in the stands and done that our entire lives. It just – I looked at you yesterday in between innings and said, man, it's just for a tight game on a Saturday with a big crowd, it was just kind of quiet. I think I would say it this way. I think sometimes – look, I'm guilty of this. And I am 
bad guilty. Anybody who's seen me go to a basketball game could take issue with me on this. But I think what we've got to do is somehow get our fan base, and not all of them, but a significant part of our fan base to move from spectator to actual participant. We do that late in the ball games, And I'll give you one, and again, this is – I hate starting off a, the Sabbath being a curmudgeon, but allow me. We've got Logan Tanner up there in a big at bat. We're trying to drive in the go-ahead run in like the eighth inning. And he hits a pop-up, and we've got more people. As the pitch is being delivered, we have more people cheering because a guy caught it off a bounce than we did into the at-bat. You just wouldn't, and again, I'm not aspiring to be LSU. I'm not aspiring to be other places. That's just not. Is it marketing? I'm, I'm just asking that question. Is it a situation of should it be driven more by the institution? Or is it something that should be crowd-led? I think it's a crowd-led thing. And I, I go back to th- the most raucous stadium. You didn't expect me to use the word raucous today, did you? I actually did. It was on my bingo card. <laughs> so the most raucous stadium we have would have been the old wooden bleachers, 85. And, and you start to think, well, why is that? Well, first of all, the people who had the seats were diehards because you had to stand in line to get them. You had to get up early, go tape a blanket down. You had to do something. You had to fight for your spot. So you're kind of a little bit on edge by the time you got there anyway. You're good and mad. Yeah. And and you're kind of right on you know, right on top of the dugouts. There was a lot more connection between the stands and the field then. But I remember just as a kid, you had students kind of in close, you had a lot of things kind of generating noise. And again, I'm not down on it. This sounds like I'm being negative. No, I'm not. And but, but what I'm saying is some of the most incredible things I've ever seen have taken place in Super Regionals. And I realize you can't have playoff intensity all year. I would just like a little bit more early in ball games. Yeah, yesterday people was – People may disagree with me. Yeah, and, and people can, and that's okay if people do disagree. I'm just saying, hey, today in the fourth inning, if, if the game is tied in the fourth inning or the fifth inning, third time through the order – Hey, let's 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 make it tough on Alabama. Let's let's make it as tough on Alabama and make this place as tough as it can. Hey, we're ex- we can't come in and have this conversation. If we'd have lost that game yesterday, I don't think we'd come in and have this conversation at all. No, no, no. I stay away from this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I stay away if we lose. But again, I think it's it's a great place to play. We have great fans. But I feel like sometimes it's almost like me. I'm a little bit too nervous early to be loud. If yeah, that makes sense. And I just like to see us a little, little more. edge, little edge. I'm okay with that. Hey, looking back, speaking of edge, and I know you're going to make fun of me here. Looking back at our tracks plus deep dig on Thursday. Oh boy, no, 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 to stop. So because I, I this felt is, like I, I felt to like the show with this. If 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 we were if we you know I don't like I said I go back to the point of being careful right here because I love our fan base. I'm, I am one of you, and Charlie is one of one of you. We are synchronized together in this deal. And so I wanted to give a little levity here because in our Tracks Plus Deep Dig on Thursday, Tracks Plus, by the way, with four locations, three in Mississippi, I guess I'll go ahead and do the little live read right now. It's not really like a live read because I'm just kind of making it up in my head as I go. Three locations in Mississippi. You've got Hickory, the original location in Hickory, Mississippi, Startville, Columbus on Highway 82, then in Summit, and then Alexandria, Louisiana. Daniel Bounds and Fred Fulton in Columbus, Ken Crosby down in Hickory, Gresh Howell in Summit, and Hoop Weems over in Alexandria, Louisiana. Saney Equipment, Barco Equipment, Massey Ferguson, all that great stuff. Hey, you got a message about them. Yeah, I did. A touch of truck. They had a touch of truck in Jackson, got a tweet, and uh, said, hey, we had touch of truck. 
got to do the touchy truck and get up in the Saney excavator. I sent that on to our good friend Chris Williams. Hope the so, keys weren't in it. Yeah, let me tell you this. If Sam's are crawling that thing, I definitely don't have the keys in it at all. But See, you know, uh, as a kid in Grenada, I was visiting Grenada, and we went to the National Guard, okay, the armory there, and it was one of those kind of touch equipment days. And you got in the tank? We got in the tank, and somebody cranked that thing. Oh, yeah. And I went flying out of there, but somebody got that thing turned on. Was it like the the big tank, or was it like the Bradley, like little tank? Well, it you know, I was like 10, and so in my mind, it was the size of a battleship. Now, in real life, you know, it might have even been a Jeep if you want to break it back down, but no, it was a tank. You know, yeah. You know, we had guns. Anyway, so. our good friends at Trax Plus, and we had our Trax Plus deep dig on Thursday, and we had our players to watch for the weekend, and I said... I'm trying to out. Sometimes, sometimes I get a little bit too close to being a media person because a lot of times media people will try to outthink the room. All right. I'll just be quite honest with you. There's a lot of you guys out there that are media people and you try to outthink everybody. I tried to outthink everybody, and I said my player to watch this weekend was Bryce Eblen in the nine-hole spot. And I immediately jumped up and said, you're taking a guy below the line. And below the line, meaning he didn't have enough at-bats. And then I started hearing, well, he's been injured, but he's great now. And I thought of you. I didn't get to do the game on Friday. Matt Wyatt was in. And so I thought of you as I was sitting in the outfield. In fact, I I had to hold off putting something on Twitter because Ablin has a throwing error in that game. Then we come back in the ball game yesterday. Well, by the way, Friday he was 0 for 4 in the game on Friday. Yeah. Now, he made a great play. He did. To – to keep us – when Alford came in, Alford had a good at bat, comes in, puts the ball in play, and Eblin somehow has it go off his glove into the air, catch it, throw him out. But, yeah, what, three errors on the weekend? Yeah, and one of those errors – and here, and here's what I want to say. This is uh, – yes. <laughs> so, the last error he had, and I'm on the air kind of making excuses for him, all right? And I'm doing this leaning back in my chair saying, hey, that was a tough hop. I mean, he's a really good second baseman. And Charlie is like grinning and rolling his eyes because you know you know what I'm doing. I'm trying to make him sound better than he actually was. Yeah, he had a, he's had a rough weekend. <laughs> and, Charlie, you knew that I was trying to make him sound better than I was simply because I picked him on – our tracks plus deep dig on well, Thursday. Well, I hit the cough button, and I told you that ain't going to work. <laughs> this, this isn't getting you off the hook. Who was your guy? Yeah, I think I had Zane Denton, if I remember right. And, hey, he's been okay. He hasn't been as good as Evelyn. But, you know, Denton in the game on Friday, let's see, Denton had a, a single, and he scored a run to the seventh inning. That was a part of that two-run seventh inning that gave Bama a 5-1 lead. And then yesterday – didn't had a big RBI doubled in the sixth inning. That three-run sixth inning gave Alabama a three-two lead in the game yesterday. Had a bun single too, so he had two yeah, hits. Two in the for game. five RBI yeah. and a run scored. Boy, there was a bunch of doubles in the ninth. Yeah, you look at the ninth yesterday. Started off with a double by Pinkney, who had a home run and a double in his last two at bats, and then Fristo was able to get the strikeout, and then Caden Rose a double, a single by Jim Jarvis, a double by Seidel. And then Fristo able to get a strikeout and a ground out to end the ninth inning. And uh, what's that term we use sometimes? A tough luck loser, or hard luck loser. <laughs> yeah, Fristo is he was like the opposite, the 180 of that. You know, <laughs> he he got a tough time getting outs, but he gets the win in the game yesterday. Oh, look now, now and then you need something to go your way, right? How about that ninth inning though for Mississippi State? I thought you know if it's even, you got a chance to win it. If you're down one. Down two, I didn't want to write it off based on what had happened the day before. Down three, 
Yeah, I wasn't given that much much chance. Yeah, down three. I was thinking about coming in here this morning, and then it's like, oh, okay, today's going to be big. I mean, you've got uh, Cade Smith going, got to somehow win two out of three on the weekend. But, you know, Cameron James gets the double. Crowd kind of gets into it a little bit more. Kellum Clark goes the other way. He got left on left, and Kellum went in the left center field. I thought that was a big at bat for Kellum to stay on that ball. And then that home run by Logan Tanner was just a line drive laser. Yeah, and my question was whether it was going to get high enough to get out because that ball was hit on a rope. Didn't get up enough for wind, I guess, to help or hurt. The wind was basically blowing out to right, so wasn't giving it any help that way. You know, that I was worried about that was that's the type of play that a left fielder robs. Oh, I, yeah. I was worried that Seidel was going to get back there and maybe pull it in if it got up top. If there was an advantage, it was because it was hit so hard and so flat, if that makes sense, because it was straight at him. It makes it hard to read that ball a little bit. Okay, hey, go to that point in the ninth inning. Okay, so, you know, we score the game-tying run, and then Hancock, with one out, draws a walk. And then Cumbus singles through the left side. R.J. Yeager comes up, hits a ball off the end of the bat. And so all of a sudden, we got second and third, and there's two outs, and then Leggett comes to the plate. Tanner Leggett came into the game at shortstop after Siebert pinch hit in the eighth inning. So Leggett's getting his first at bat of the day. You got runners at second and third with two outs. Let me ask you this question. You tweeted about this yesterday. Oh, my. And uh, we shouldn't bring tweets into the fray because sometimes we both tweet things that we do regret. But Tommy Seidel. He was playing extremely deep in left field with runners at second and third and two outs. And to me, it just seems like in that situation, and I know Leggett's hit three home runs this year, but the chances of him hitting one over your head are a lot less likely than him dumping a ball in front of you. It's almost like they were in no doubles defense. You that was know, crazy. And all you got to do is, all you got to do is have a ball find some green and you win the game. I just I didn't understand that at all. And, again, that's not to take anything away from Tanner Leggett, but he's not Kellum Clark. I mean, there's no use playing your back to the wall out there, and that's basically where they were. And you go back, I mean, what, was he 10 feet from that ball when it landed? Yeah, he was a ways away from it, and he was way, he was deep. Man, he was real deep and left. I'm glad he was. But, but I mean, if he's another five steps in, we might still be playing. Yeah. Well, State wins the first two. 7-6 on Friday, then 8-7 yesterday. So we get ready for game three today. Cade Smith for us. Alabama going to go with a left-hander, Grayson Hit. Hey, let me tell you, man, left-handed pitching, we were able to get to Furtado a little bit. They brought in Hoops, and Hoops is a guy you got the game-winning hit off of. We hit the home runs off of Furtado, who kind of looked like he wore down a little bit in the ninth inning of that game yesterday. But now all of a sudden you get to today, Alabama's got the left-hander going. Let me tell you this, and I said this on a broadcast to you yesterday. I can't recall a team using a right-on-right changeup as much as Alabama's used on us this weekend. I don't think I've seen it all year long by everyone else combined. I mean, other than, I take that back, remember the Noble guy for Long Beach State? Yeah. Now, he had the changeup that it didn't have run. It was just basically a BP fastball. I mean, his only difference, if it was on the exact same line, it had no break, but he was thrown at 91 or 81. But this was more of a traditional changeup. We have not seen outside of Noble this many right-on-right changeups all year. Let me ask you this, and and the thing about looking at all these Alabama pitchers that we've seen this weekend that have used the changeup, you know, McMillan and then McNary, 
both those guys have plus changeups coming in as starting pitchers, and we knew that. Who did we talk to last year when we were talking about right-on-right changeups and about how you, you rarely see left-on-left changeups or right-on-right changeups? But Chris if it's, Young. Yes, but, Chris if it's, Young. but if it's your good pitch, if, if you're good at that pitch, you can be good at it because a right-handed hitter is just not used to seeing it. And I actually talked to Roy Oswald about that a few weeks ago, and he was talking about how it added two years to his career, being willing to do it. And he said it took kind of changing his mindset and understanding that it wasn't necessarily a strikeout pitch but it was a rollover pitch, a ground ball pitch, basically, you know, a version of a sinker in, in some ways. And so he said once he started kind of changing his mindset, it extended his career. And we asked Chris Young that question. Chris Young, the bullpen coach for the Cubs, has been pitching coach for the Phillies. And basically what he said was if you got a guy who can do it, it can be really effective because they don't see it. All right, so they're going to go with a left-hander hit today who has really good stuff. He's a decent velocity guy, a guy that just has really good stuff, and so we'll see how that goes. Cade Smith, for us, has kind of been our safety blanket on Sunday and kind of like to see out of Cade what we've seen so far out of him. Seven innings? Man. Nah, I know that's asking a lot. Six good. Yeah, six. Six. We'll take six. Six on the bottom end. Hey, look, I'll say this. You're starting pitching. I think both teams can say this. Their starting pitching has given them a chance this weekend, and that's really what you can ask. Nobody's been pitched out of a ball game in the first five or six innings. No, not at all. Yeah, neither team has been able to jump big in either one of these games. All right, uh, so bullpen-wise, after Cade Smith today, Alabama, I feel like, you know, they have Jean who would have been their starter on Saturday, but they went with McNary. You feel like they've got Jean out in the bullpen. They can use him some. For us, Brandon Smith got a little bit hot yesterday. Then we brought Fristo in the game. You'll probably see, can see Brandon Smith some. Yeah, I would think that Brandon Smith give you a couple of innings today. Could see Auger again. Yeah, Auger just pitched the one inning on Friday, and so we may not be in as bad a shape as we think. But hey, let me tell you how big of a how big would a sweep be today? Oh, huge! It would be big. Put you at four and two in the league. And so, once again, thanks to our great friends at Bank First. Bank First, what a better way to bank? Locations throughout Mississippi and Alabama. It's a growing bank. Great customer service. Mortgage lending, mortgage refinance, commercial lending, business lending, whatever you need. Our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com. So at the end of the day, winning two already. Feel good about it. Got to take care of business today. If you're coming to the ballpark and it's the fifth inning and everybody's kind of sitting back, lead the cheers in your section. Do you remember Superfan? You're probably not old enough to remember Superfan. Superfan was a guy that used to – somebody will remember this better than me, but he used to come almost in like a full football outfit and had a cape. To our games? Yeah. That was before me. Yeah, it was and it was almost before me. I hope somebody maybe can reach out to us about that. You know, there's a couple of things we're still looking for. I am still desperately looking for a copy of I'm Proud to Be a Bulldog from good old MSU by Gene Morgan's dad. We need to follow back up with Gene Morgan. Yeah, Gene was supposed to be looking for that. Yeah, he was going to see. I'd like some details on Superfan. What else do we have in history that we'd like to know? We did an intern. Yeah, we've actually had a few people uh, contact (laughs) us. Have we really? Yeah. So, in fact, I'm going to be meeting up with somebody maybe today. Really? You're doing interviews without me? Is that what you're saying? I'm just going to handle the personnel side. You're more production. I'm more back office. It's been a good weekend. If you want to be glass half empty and say, well, we had to come back, 
But, hey, here's the good news we did. And I, I think Mississippi State's season last year was made better down the stretch by some of those come-from-behind wins we had early. I think this team needed that. I think this team needed the excitement. The bottom line is the way you won the last two games is more exciting. It gives you more confidence. And think about how many guys in our lineup now have kind of had a moment. Hunter Hines had a moment this weekend. R.J. Yeager had a moment this weekend. Tanner Leggett. Walk-off wins. The walk-off wins have come in the eight spot and the nine spot in the order. Think about that. And what does that do for you? You hope. You hope it carries over. Yep. Two o'clock today. Charlie and I will not be on the call. I know Dave DeLucci is doing the color. I'm not sure who the – I like DeLucci, by the way. Yeah, I like Dave. I like Dave a lot. Uh, I'm not sure who's doing the play-by-play. I did not know him. Did not know the name. Uh, They will not be at the ballpark. They will be sitting in their basements at home, wherever they live, and they'll be doing the ball game today. So be nice to them on Twitter. Yeah, uh, look, man, I feel bad for those Uh, guys. There is nothing they can do. And let me tell you, I would think baseball – baseball's got to be the toughest sport to broadcast from your house. Have to be. Because there's so much that goes on outside of what you see on the camera. Yeah, it's got to be almost impossible. There's so many things. Like, for example, if you're there – you can see into the dugout and see Chris Lamonis chirping. By the way, home plate umpiring, it's going to be a, a tough evaluation on Monday, I think. Yeah, yesterday, high zone at times. When Luke Hancock is mad about the zone, yeah, something's wrong. Because if there's one thing that guy knows, it's the zone. Hey, were you surprised to see them flip Kellum Clark and Hancock in the order, three to six? Didn't surprise me much. I'll be interested to see if we switch it back today. Yeah, until that double, Kellum really didn't do anything. Yeah, double. he had the double in the ninth inning. Kind of got his hands tied on a couple of strikeouts. Now, on the other hand, kind of got Luke Hancock going a little bit. It did. But looked a little bit more comfortable. May get some better pitches in the sixth spot in the order than you would in the three-hole. Kind of like having Combus right behind him, too. Yeah, Brad's had some interesting at-bats this weekend. He's had some bad at-bats, and he's had some really good at-bats. You know? It's just kind of who he is, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, it's, he's a guy who's going to take some big swings. Took a tumble into the bullpen yesterday. Nobody helped him over there, did a headstand. And how about, though, the when they put the shift on and he hits a ground ball right through it? Right through it. He just hits it so hard. Hey, you going to the ballpark today? Yes. I expect you to lead the charge in the fifth inning. Hey, right? you will not be worried about my spot in the outfield. We're we're going to bring the energy today. I'm, I'm going to be high energy. Put the eye black on, and I want you playing hard, okay? Tell you what I am going to do. I am going to load up on sunscreen. You said this on the broadcast yesterday, and you were right. These are the dangerous days for the sun. You leave the house. It's going to be mid-60s. You're not really thinking about getting sunburned. Wind's blowing a little bit. But a guy like me. Feels good out there. There's no tan with me. The aloe was being used this morning a ton around a lot of people that were in the outfield yesterday. The aloe is being just pasted on right now. I can tell you that. Yes, I'm not going to let myself get in that mess. All right, Charlie. I got to ask. Okay. I got to ask before we go. Because I have been asked. I'm going to go back to Friday night, the closing time, you know, sign off. Did you have it prepared, yes or no? No, I did not. Because you have been accused of having that prepared. Now, I will back you on this, by the way. No, I, I never write I anything. I have heard there. some crazy things come out of your mouth, and none of them, they just come out. They do. And, okay, so full disclosure here, all right, I'm sitting there, and Cumbus is at the plate, all right, and 
you're trying to figure out, okay, he's leading off the inning. What if it gets to Jaeger? And then, of course, in the back of my mind, I gave y'all so much trouble about everybody and their brother saying Jaeger bombs and because I thought it was too easy. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's too easy. It could be kind of cheesy. And so I was going to stay away from it. And so then and you got to understand this. Okay, this is how my crazy mind works, all right? Because I'm trying to broadcast a ball game, look at stats, and trying to think, hey, if Jaeger hits a home run, what are you going to say? Literally and truly, in all seriousness. Because so you've got like eight different things going on in your mind at one time. It's like laying in bed at 2 o'clock in the morning when you've had too much caffeine before you go to bed. Like 9,000 things are going through your head. And so I think to myself, what about if I said closing time and then you don't have to go home but you can't stay here? And then I was like, you know what, that's too much, and that's really too cliche. So I can't say that. So I've got to say closing time. I'm going to go with closing time if somebody hits one out. And then it happened to be Jaeger, and it was just flying by the seat of my pants, Jaeger bombs for everybody. I have no idea why I said it. But it was, hey, it ended up being, I guess, okay. No, it was funny. I liked it. But it was better than closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I just thought that was too much. I think the less you say, the better you are. Well, I think one of the key things for any big moment is you got to let it breathe a little bit, you know? Yeah, I got to let it go. And no, I did did not write it down. And I have not, I've never written anything down. I seriously watched Scarface the day before say hello to my little friend. (laughs) So that's the one where, where I looked at you after we, as soon as we went off and I was like, what? (laughs) And to be honest with you, I was looking at you. And you looked at me and you were like, I got no idea. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. And everybody was thinking, like, this was some, like, shot at Yancey Porter or something. And I really don't think it was. I think it just No, I, I'd watched Scarface the day before. And uh, so Luke Hancock's to the plate yesterday, you know, and if he hits a home run, he walks it off. And the first thing in the back of my mind was, well, you, you can't say, you say hello to my little friend. Well, hello again, my little friend, or whatever. I may have said that. I may have said hello again, my little friend, but I didn't. I didn't have to. I don't know. And I do not script it out, and I will not script it out. I just don't believe in the Jim Nance. Oh, my From the ashes of his childhood to the Masters champion. Yeah. That's that's not me. All right. So, I was trying to think if there's anything else we needed to round up real quick before we sign off. The last thing I wanted to talk about real quick, we talk about baseball, like how much – we always talk about it being sequential and how things matter in order – The other thing we talk about is how close things can go one way or the other. Think back to that ball game yesterday, and this is why if you're Alabama, you've got to be really frustrated because there are so many chances you had to win that game. A a ball hit to second base that should be a double play. Man, it was a bad hop. Okay, yeah, because it was my guy, your guy, (laughs) right? But you think about that, you think about if if you position your left fielder better, you might have gotten another chance. If Cam James doesn't make a diving catch on a bunt, Jaeger doesn't get a chance to walk that thing off. Remember Cam James comes in in the top of the 10th inning? Was it Williamson, the first baseman, that was trying to bunt? Yeah, makes that diving catch. he makes a diving catch, then doubles the guy off at first base. It's nice, though, for those inches to go our way. Yeah. All right. Well, so I guess we'll be back out there today. You and I will be back tomorrow. I don't want to jinx it. not going to jinx it. We're going to win today. We should win today. Alabama's not very good. They're not. 
They're not very good, and everybody talking about how how they're better. They're better. They they are better, but that, I mean, they've been wretched. And so I still can't believe they played side all that deep in left field yesterday. That's coaching. Anyway, hey, enjoyed it as always. Once again, thanks to our great friends at Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Farm Bureau Studios are, of course, our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee. Strange Brew, two locations in Startville, one in Tupelo. We've got the University Drive and then Highway 12 in Startville, then Brupelo in Tupelo. Our good friends at Trax Plus, Trax Plus, four locations. Saney, Barco, Demi Seamov, Massey Ferguson, Man, just great equipment. And then our good friends at Bank First, a better way to bank. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us on Sunday Coffee.